Hello, and welcome back to My Zillennial Life. Happy, happy December, everyone. I am recording this week's episode of My Zillennial Life using my Apple headphones. I have never done this before. The quality is definitely not as good as just using a normal, nice microphone. Unfortunately, my microphone is at my parents' house, and... It's Wednesday. I don't really feel like going all the way home to get it. I've been spending a lot of time, a lot more time than usual at Levi's, and there's a few reasons for that. I've basically been living here ever since I got quarantined with him at the beginning of the month, like literally October 31st. And ever since then, I've just, I have a lot of my clothes here. I have everything I need here. I even brought my cat over to Levi's apartment so that I don't have to necessarily go home to take care of my cat and make sure he's okay at my parents' house. Um, And things have just been crazy. So at the beginning of this episode, the way this is going to work, I'm probably going to end the episode talking about candy, which is kind of random, I know. But I found an article that goes through like 30 candies that you'll only remember if you were, you know, as a lineal or if you are from that era that I talked to you about. Yeah, that's basically the plan. We'll end the episode talking about candy and... I thought that would be fun because I really have a lot on my mind lately and I could probably talk to you all for two hours and just spill all the beans of how much of a wreck my life has been during the month of November, but I kind of already did that in the last episode. I mean, if you guys listen to that, you know that I started off the beginning of November by being quarantined with Levi's roommates for two weeks, which by the way, if you hear any talking or loudness in the background, it is Levi's roommates. And, um, yeah, so we were all here together with COVID. Technically speaking, I never tested negative for COVID, but I'm going to assume that I had some exposure to it, and we all stayed here together, and uh, Levi was COVID positive. But thankfully, we're all okay now, and we recovered pretty quickly, and I'm super thankful for that. And so then uh, I feel like everything just happened all at once. My family decided that we were going to sell our house, and this was all while I was with Levi, like quarantine with him, I feel like uh, those two weeks a lot happened while I was gone. So when I finally got the chance to go back home after being quarantined with Levi for two weeks, I went home and my family had made so much progress on the house in that amount of time that I was gone. I was just shocked. Like I I think I had to go home uh, once just to grab some things. And then the next time that I had to go home, I actually had to basically make it look like I did not live in my room. So I took a bunch of furniture out, I decluttered, I took my vanity, like all the things off my vanity, I took my mini fridge and we put it in storage and I had to take all the decorations off my walls and it was a lot. It was, it happened very quickly and to myself I said, oh I'll probably just put this all back, you know, up in my room after the open house is finished. But um, we actually sold our house, which is a good thing. I mean, I'm trying to stay positive here, but we sold our house. This is my childhood home, the home I grew up in um, for the most part. I mean, technically I moved into this house when I was in second grade, but yeah, I've spent the majority of my life in this house and I am now coming to terms with the fact that we are moving out of it and moving into a new home um, on December 29th, which is fast approaching. So overall, that's just been a lot to handle. I think that I wasn't expecting, first of all, for us to even try and sell our house around the holiday season and second of all try to sell it during a pandemic and then also on top of that like the fact that it just happened so quickly like I was saying I feel like I didn't really get a chance to 
say goodbye to what my home was because I ended up getting, you know, quarantined. And in those two weeks, so much changed at home that now when I go home, this is going to sound super dramatic, it just does not feel like my home anymore. And I guess that's okay because it's really about to not be our home anymore. Anyone who has had to move out of, you know, the home that means a lot to them in general will relate to this or just people who have moved, you know, it doesn't matter where you move. If you've gone through the process of it, you're leaving a place where you have memories. And I feel like I've talked about this before, but we oftentimes, yeah, I definitely talked about this in like one of my episodes like a month and a half ago. I guess I, I knew this was coming, guys. Like I knew my parents were preparing to sell the house. I just did not know how quickly it was going to happen. And so I've talked about how we just have so much reliance and connection to material objects because we attribute them to memories and that's fine. But I feel like that's the reason why I've been so emotional is because I'm leaving this home that so many amazing memories were created in. Sorry if you hear literal loud uh, cars outside. Levi lives right next to the highway and there are some very obnoxious drivers out and about. Um, but yeah, so I just feel like I had to go through the process of having COVID, which was stressful enough. And then on top of it, having to know that I was going to have to say goodbye to my childhood home very soon. I guess my point here is that um, I have just been going through it. I have not had the best month and I think that's okay. I think I knew this was coming. I knew that like all the horrible things that happened, not only in my life, but also in the world this year have been building up inside me and I actually got the chance this month to finally let it all out and I got, I had a few breakdowns, like I had a few emotional breakdowns and um, you're either the type of person who gets emotional often enough and it's like a healthy amount of emotional because you're releasing those emotions in small bursts or you're the type of person like me who holds it all in, pretends you're okay until you have one big breakdown like every six months and so that's the case for me. I feel like I you know, didn't really get a chance to cope with a lot of things that happened this year, and I still haven't. I still feel like I'm just in this numb, like, state of mind. It's all kind of a blur, and some days I'm okay, and some days I'm like, oh, this was, this was not a good year, you know, but um, on the bright side, the election results were positive, in my opinion, and that was definitely the highlight of my month, so very happy about that, and I feel like there is a brighter future ahead, and we're you know, we're getting there. Things are going to get better. One other thing I do want to share that's like a positive note is that I'm super thankful we got to share our last Thanksgiving in our house last week. You know, with it being the pandemic, I wasn't sure what our plans were going to be this year, but we were able to do it safely. And I feel like I hadn't seen my family all month. So Thanksgiving was really awesome, like really, really great last week. I was present and I hope you guys all had an awesome Thanksgiving as well. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the episode, but Um, If you didn't get to spend it with your families, just know that um, hopefully next year things will be better. And if you did really stay home and didn't go to Thanksgiving with your families, you're doing a lot better than the rest of the country because you weren't putting your family in danger. So good on you. Good for you. But I went home um, because Levi and I have been COVID free now for, or by that point had been COVID free for like a week and a half, maybe even more. So we went home just with my immediate family and we celebrated Thanksgiving and we also get to spend uh, one last Christmas in our home at the end of this month. It'll be a little different, I think, for everyone this year. Um, You know, our church, the church that we go to is actually not open still, so we won't be going to a Christmas Eve church service, which is like the main thing that we do on Christmas Eve. Um, And that'll be kind of sad, but otherwise we'll spend 
time with each other and I think it'll be a nice evening hopefully and then literally like the day after Christmas we'll have to start packing stuff up and start moving because I think on December 29th is when we may actually make the the full move and you might be thinking to yourself Katie why are you although it is my childhood home and I I love it why do you care so much about it because it's really technically your parents moving well if you don't know I have lived with my parents since I graduated college um, almost four years ago and I've been very blessed that they let me live with them and honestly also super thankful that I enjoy living at home still. These days I feel like it's not that odd of a thing to still live with your parents and I don't think there should be any shame in it especially if you're close with your parents and stuff and I feel like a lot of people also moved back home this year in general because of the pandemic so maybe you're going through this as well but for me I've been living with my parents because after I graduated college, I got a job very, very close to their house. Um, it just worked out really well for me. I had no reason to go get my own place, and I wasn't ready to move in with Levi yet because at that point I had just started dating him. So the past almost four years, I have just been spending going back and forth, back and forth between my parents' house and Levi, uh, Levi's apartments throughout the years. So just this, you know, past, like these past six months is when I started to get like to the point where I think I'm getting tired of this lifestyle. I'm so you're getting tired of having to go back and forth. So with my parents moving, uh, it's gotten me thinking, okay, Katie, I think it's time to finally take the next step at some point here and move out of your parents' house, take that leap. So I did get practice living with Levi technically by being quarantined with him, which was nice and it worked out well. And I found out that I actually love living here. It's just that I don't really have my own space and if I move in with Levi this is my one rule or if I move in with anyone like I just want to be able to have my own space not necessarily like my own bedroom with a bed but maybe my own like little office or studio or something like that like because I think that's important to have even when you get married to someone like you should have your own rooms where you can go and be separate from each other and that's my goal so right now if I were to move into Levi's apartment that's not something that we have the ability for me to do so I am looking forward to my parents moving into a new space I feel like I've been ready for change for a while in some ways this is going to give me that sense of change I've been longing for but maybe not the way that I like hoped initially so the new place is a condo it's it'll be fun it'll be nice there's like a cool loft area upstairs where my sister and I have our bedrooms and um, we can make the loft area into a fun little hangout, and I'm excited about it. So yes, with that said, I just want to say that if you guys are going through a moment of change right now, know that you're not alone. Know that I feel like this year, everyone's been going through lots of changes, and this is not the only year that you're going to experience change in your life. And for me, this is like the first big change that I've had happen in a while. And in some ways, like it's it's very it's a good, happy, great change. And in other ways, it's sad. So, yeah, I guess the best way to describe it is it's all very bittersweet. So, um, yeah, November was just filled with a lot of up and downs for me. And I'm glad that it's over with. And I'm so excited for, you know, December to be here and the Christmas season, holiday season. I cannot believe that it is already that time of year. It doesn't truly feel like it. And that's probably because, you know, the pandemic has really just kind of thrown our world upside down. Um, but this year has just flown by, in my opinion, and I guess that's kind of a good thing because it has sucked. So, you know, better for it to go by quickly than just drag on. Okay, so enough serious talk. I want to get into, like, the fun, actual, like, millennial themed part of this podcast. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to 
the Facebook group that my friend Amanda, shout out to you, Amanda, um, invited me to join on Facebook. It saved my life. It has been saving my life. It's been giving me podcast ideas and memes, um, and it's called Born Zillennial, I believe. It's uh, just a Facebook group. It has like over 100,000 members, and it is the place to be if you listen to this podcast and if you are a Zillennial or you're interested in just like things from the 90s and early 2000s. There's so much nostalgic stuff in there, and everyone in there is a Zillennial or identifies as one, I guess. So it's a really good place, guys. Go check it out if you're on Facebook, and I love that Amanda told me about it because it really has helped me just kind of stay like on the path or like on the general like idea behind this podcast because sometimes I feel like I'm just using it as a memoir like a way to just talk about my life which kind of that's what it is that's the purpose but I do want to still make it generally about being a zillennial and make it themed around that factor so with that said I'm gonna go over some candy or like sweets and treats that only Zillennials will remember. All right, so also a word of warning, if you hear yelling in the background, Levi's roommates are playing video games, of course, very conveniently at the same time I'm trying to record. Now, I definitely feel bad for Levi's roommate, Mark, who does music here and tries to record songs and stuff, and I could just, like, picture him in here trying to, like, record certain parts while they're all out there, like, or we're, me, I'm included in that, too, like, I'm usually out there probably just yelling my head off at the TV for no reason. I I think we need to be more quiet around here. Um, but anyways, that's beside the point. I just wanted to say, if you hear yelling, hopefully you don't. And also, I apologize again for the horrible quality of the audio. For the 10 people who listen to this podcast, you're the best. I love you. And let's go into this article, which is by therecipe.com. It is titled 90s vs naughties uh whether or not we ate these 30 snacks as a kid will reveal if we're millennials or gen z this is perfect guys i'm excited about this okay so the first one i kind of like cheated a little bit and i read this kind of before i um you know pulled it up to read it now got the first few ones down so i had a good idea that these are definitely things i think a lot of you guys will remember okay so first up number 30 we have the wonder ball this was the magnificent chocolate ball that was hollow and had candy on the inside guys I loved these um my mom didn't really like buy them for us that often I don't think but I remember being like I have a distinct memory memory being at the grocery store and asking my mom to get them for us and I think she did that night and so I think we only had them a few times before they were actually discontinued and then this article says the Wonder Ball has made a few attempts at a comeback over the years which is definitely true because I've seen them in stores This time with edible candy instead of a hard plastic toy, but it's never been as popular as it was. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so I remember it being a uh, chocolate ball with the candy in the inside, so maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I I think there might have been a few times where it was, you know, the actual toy on the inside. Yeah, that makes sense now why it says that they were technically like a choking hazard for some kids. Anyways, um, let me know, guys, did you remember the Wonder Balls being filled with a toy or candies. Next, we have Trix yogurt. The commercials for this stuff were amazing. And this one says, leveraging the success and popularity of Trix cereal, General Mills directed their Yoplait division to come up with an equally colorful yogurt to target health-conscious parents and their kids. The yogurts came in a variety of fruit flavors. While they did offer single-flavor yogurts like raspberry or cherry, their most popular were the mixes 
that combine two flavors in a single cup like raspberry rainbow. And I'm pretty positive you could buy these in bulk from Sam's and Costco, which my parents had like memberships to Sam's and Costco growing up. And I, I do remember my mom buying like a large amount of these Trix yogurts and we have them all the time. And, um, they are delicious. I guess they don't exist anymore. I had no idea that they didn't exist anymore. I don't know. Maybe they do. I could be wrong, but I really did like Trix yogurts. I never liked Trix cereal though. I was never a big fan of that. Okay. So the next one is the 28th one. It says fruit roll-ups and these still exist. Thank goodness. Cause I love fruit roll-ups. Um, they are delicious and nutritious, not nutritious, but really good. I haven't had one in a while, but I did have Gushers recently, which I'm curious to see if Gushers will be on this list. Um, and Gushers are still as good as I remember them being. So yeah, my favorite uh, fruit roll-ups were the ones that had the tattoos on them. And I'm not sure if those still exist, but if they do, someone should definitely buy a box and make it that into a TikTok trend. Because I think to a certain extent, there might be some younger Generation Z like kids who don't know how popular that was. They have no clue. Uh, the next one is Baby Bottle Pops. Okay, I here's my moment to express to you guys how much I loved the Blue Raspberry Baby Bottle Pop. This was probably my, like, number one favorite candy growing up, and it's been a while since I've had one, but I'm pretty positive, like, in the last four years, I definitely chose to get a Blue Raspberry Baby Bottle Pop and eat it because I love them. Um, I feel like I kind of grew out of my candy stage a little bit, guys. It's kind of sad, but, like, I don't crave sugar the way I used to as a kid. I really don't. Um, and yeah, the sour blue raspberry baby bottle pop was the only flavor I enjoyed. And I definitely got one every time I would go to the movies or in general, every time I would go to the store, I think I got one. I also loved the squeezy tube of sour, like corn syrup, which was horrible for you, but it was just a, a squeezy tube of gooey candy. I've talked about that in another episode but that's another one I remember. So anyways, the next one is Fun Dip. All right, I'm going to be honest with you. I think Fun Dip is still probably one, like, one of my top 10 favorite candies. I feel like I get it every year around Valentine's Day, and uh, I definitely remember Fun Dip, and thankfully Fun Dip still exists, and it's still a really fun time. And on the 25th one, it's the Nerd's Rope. Oh my goodness, guys, this is so funny. Okay, like a week ago, Levi went to the gas station, and he's like, do you want anything? And I was like, can you get me? This is random can you get me, Levi, a nerd's rope? And he's like, yeah, that actually sounds amazing. I'll try to find one if they have them. Unfortunately, they didn't. But um, yeah, nerd's ropes, 100% would like to eat one. Have not had one in a few years, I think. And they are great. And um, I really like nerds just in general. So to put them in the form of a like a gummy rope, whoever thought about that, genius. Willy Wonka, you're a genius. All right, the next one is... Scooby snacks, and I personally never ate Scooby snacks growing up. I, um, I kind of see them as like a glorified version of a graham cracker, and this is kind of a coincidence that this is on here because I just bought probably the only box I will ever buy and the only box I've ever bought of Scooby snacks. They still sell them. They are still branded with Scooby-Doo on the front. I got them because Levi and I were Velma and Shaggy for... Halloween and I wanted to get the Scooby Snacks box as a prop for Levi and he actually just ended up opening the box up and eating them and they were so good. So maybe a little bit underrated. Uh, I just didn't realize that they were better than like, you know, a regular graham cracker. So 
yeah, those definitely still exist. You could buy them at your local Walmart. Next up is fruit twistables, and I have a very faint memory of these. Um, let me read the description. It says, for whatever reason, the years of Gen Z were the time when candy and other treats started showing up in rope form. That's pretty accurate. Uh, Kellogg's fruit twistables were three gummy fruit strings wrapped around each other into a flavorful braid for kids to eat. And I, I, yeah, I cannot recall if I ever actually ate these. Might have been too old for them, but they definitely existed. I do remember uh, that seeing the commercial for them. And the next one is Fruit Gushers, which I knew would probably make it on this list. Like I think I mentioned literally less than a minute ago, I actually just recently had Fruit Gushers and they were delicious. I had a box of them. The boys bought a box of them while we were quarantined together and they come in like bigger packs now because one thing about Gushers, I don't know if you guys like also thought this, but basically I never thought there was enough in the package. Like I feel like they only put like five or six in there and they should have put more. So now they make... Um, like, yeah, this is a PSA for anyone who wants to go buy Gushers. They make them in packages that are bigger now with more Gushers. And they're just fantastic, guys. They're so great. I love Gushers. And the commercials were hilarious as well. So I definitely remember Gushers. All right, next is one that says, like, Gen Z is going to maybe remember this more. I'm realizing now the article on each one, it has whether or not a millennial or Gen Z will, like, remember it better. But, yeah, so this is Easy Squirt, Heinz Easy Squirt. This was when they made ketchup Heinz decided to dye their ketchup green or different colors and sell it and I never ever ever experienced this or bought it and I don't really remember it even being a thing which is crazy because like technically I should since I'm a millennial but maybe because I wasn't a kid at this time I wouldn't have experienced it so yeah essentially it says proof that marketing and clever movie tie-ins will beat survival instinct every time Heinz ketchup released their green colored easy squirt ketchup alongside the popularity of the Shrek movie and became an absolute powerhouse of a product for a few years. So I'm assuming it was just colored, like ketchup that was different colors. Yeah, it says that they came out with like green, purple, blue, orange, pink, and teal. That sounds exciting and um, I do not think it exists anymore. So that's too bad I missed out on that one. The 20th one says millennials will remember it better and it's fruit by the foot, which I honestly tie this into fruit roll-ups, guys. Like I I don't know, they kind of go hand in hand for me. They're essentially the same thing, but Fruit by the Foot is a little bit more fun in some ways because they had it in the tattoo version as well, but Fruit by the Foot was the one that was like super long and vertical and was like a more of a rope kind of, and the commercials were also really great for this one, and Fruit uh, by the Foot also still exists, thankfully, to this day, so you can go out and try it yourself, and um yeah, I really, I like like fruit strips and gummy candies, so I've always enjoyed that kind of candy. And so 19 says Gen Z will remember this one. It's French Toast Crunch cereal. And when I moved into my uh, dorm room, actually, I remember my friend Amanda, who listens to this podcast, so shout out again, Amanda. I think Amanda like was super excited about there being a reboot of the french toast crunch and they started selling it again and i do remember this a few years ago being a thing and i was like what is french toast crunch because i never had that when i was a kid i just remember like captain crunch that's my favorite still and then i also uh, remember obviously cinnamon toast crunch and a few other fun ones but yeah i don't think i ever had a french toast crunch but i'm sure it's really delicious number 18 lunchables guys lunchables were my life i survived off of the nacho like chips lunchable you know ones I, I definitely ate those like every day for lunch 
for a few years of my life. And what's kind of crappy about that is that was literally just chips and dip for lunch every day. Like that's what my mom bought me to eat because that's all I would eat. So yeah, really, really nutritious. And, um, I could still go for those today. I think those still exist. And like most Lunchables that we ate as kids, I think are still a thing to a certain extent, but they're definitely rebranded and they're way fancier now. Like, have you gone to your local grocery store and looked at how fancy Lunchables are now? It's kind of crazy. But yeah, my favorite was the nacho, like ones that had the cheese and the really fake cheese and then the really good salsa. Kind of spicy, honestly. Like as a little kid, eating that spicy salsa, it was an exciting time. And I know my friend Michael loved the pizza Lunchables. He would eat those all the time. I never personally really enjoyed those. Um, but that brings me to one of the next ones, which apparently is not the next one, but the one after the next one. 17 is Uncrustables. It says Gen Z will remember these better, but I definitely think I'm a zillennial because I've remembered all of these so far pretty fondly. Um, but yeah, Uncrustables, I loved these. My mom got us the grape ones in bulk, like from Costco or Sam's, and we would keep them in the freezer. And I would just grab one and put it in my lunchbox and take it to school. And they were more of a snack than anything else. But like, I mean, I love them. I think they're delicious and I would still eat them today. But yeah, when they were just a little bit frozen still, oh, they were so good. Um, so if you guys liked Uncrustables, let me know. And thank goodness those are still in stores and just as delicious. I don't even think they've really changed them at all, hopefully. Um, so the next brings me back to that pizza thing I was talking about. You can probably guess what it is. It's Totino's Pizza Rolls. One fun fact about me is that I believe I pronounced Totino's, the brand, Tostino's, until I was like probably like 23 years old. I definitely thought the brand was T-O-S-T-I-N-O, but it's not. It's T-O-T-I-N-O-S. Yeah, fun fun fact of the day. But then also another cool thing uh, is pizza rolls are like one of my top 10 favorite foods, really I love pizza rolls, guys. I think they're probably one of the best frozen foods that you can get. I will eat them for lunch. I will eat them for dinner. And usually in my household, still to this day, we always have a bag of combination-flavored pizza rolls in our freezer. Next up, we've got Gogurt, which was another staple in my household. In the Leggett household, we always had Gogurt in the freezer, actually. We would freeze some of them to make, like, frozen yogurt push-up pops, and they were really really delicious and then we also had some in the refrigerator and I'm pretty sure my mom literally bought Gogurt like probably like two months ago we had some in our refrigerator and I don't know if it was Gogurt brand because there's all kinds of different brands now but I really enjoy it and I think that it's a great snack a little bit on the healthier side for kiddos probably filled with sugar but still very good and um, better than the next one which is something that you're probably going to yell at me for but it's Hot Pockets and I've never liked Hot Pockets I think which is so weird because I like pizza rolls and Hot Pockets are like a bigger version of it, but I just never enjoyed them. So that's the 14th one is Hot Pockets, and I'm not sure why I hate them. I should not use the word hate for Hot Pockets. I haven't had one in like 10 plus years. Maybe I need to go give them another try, but I just never enjoyed eating them, and it could be also the way that I made them growing up. It was in the microwave. You know how you're supposed to make them. I think they'd be so much better if you threw them in, like in the toaster oven or the air fryer. Ooh, air fryer. Yes, I bet I would like a Hot Pocket if I put it in an air fryer. I'm going to try that, guys. I'll get back to you on that. All right, so this next one is 13, and it says Gen Z will remember these better, and they are the Sour Flush Lollipops. And this is the first one I don't really think I've ever tried, 
and I kind of don't even recognize it. It's like a little toy toilet, and then there's a lollipop on the inside. I'll read the description. You'd be forgiven for never having heard of these. Oh, cool. That's good to know. Let alone taste one. But for Generation Z, this was a short-lived treat that inspired a lot of giggles and disgusted looks. It was a mini plastic toilet with colorful powder in the toilet. Oh, like a baby bottle pop, kind of. You'd take the lollipop shaped like a plunger. Yes, you read that right. Lick the lollipop and plunge it into the bowl to coat it with powder. So basically, like a toilet version of baby bottle pops. Sounds great to me. I'm sure I would have liked these if I had the chance to try them. Apparently they're still available to purchase online, so if I'm into that sort of thing, or if you guys are, I don't know if I am, I might be, but yeah, you can go buy them online. Uh, Number 12 is uh, Millennial. It says Capri Sun. Yes, definitely a millennial thing. Definitely, I think, a Generation Z thing too. I think if you don't like Capri Sun, then you're just... um, you're probably a boomer, honestly. No, but I think even boomers like Capri Suns, and I think that they are delicious. They are still able to be purchased today, thank goodness, and I'm, I don't know, I have a fond memory of drinking Capri Suns at, like, birthday parties and stuff, and I think they even made a sour version of them at one point, which I was obsessed with. I don't know if anyone else remembers that or if that's a memory I made up, but yeah, I really do enjoy Capri Suns, and I think that we should partake in drinking them more often, Perhaps making adult versions. Has anyone ever tried that? Like alcoholic versions of Capri Suns? I think that I might be onto something here. Um, But we'll move on to the next one, which is another lollipop-themed one. This is the 11th one. It says Lolly Go Round, and I do not recognize this one at all. It says, there's something about Generation Z that's motivated companies to find ways to turn treats into toys. Yeah, I could definitely see that trend. The lolly go round was a trio of lollipops on a device that made the center one spin around after you pulled the string. That sounds exciting. I probably would have liked that, but I definitely did not ever try those. And the 10th one, so we're getting down to the um, last 10 here, the top 10, uh, are the Welch's fruit snacks. Uh, These are delicious. They definitely were not my favorite fruit snacks. We all know that the best fruit snacks were the Scooby-Doo fruit snacks. And there's really no if, and, or buts about that one. It's just the truth. But the Welch's fruit snacks are delicious, and they still exist. And I feel like they're one of the more healthy versions of fruit snacks. So that's cool. I, I really like gummies and stuff like that, like I already said. So I was uh, definitely someone who ate fruit snacks often. The smiley ones that they sell at Target and Walmart are so good. They make them in sour versions as well. I like sour things. Um, so number nine are Twizzler straws or just Twizzlers in general, I guess. I don't know. This says Twizzler. Oh, okay. Um, this one says, no, this isn't the meme that floated around the internet of people using Twizzlers as straws. This is the actual product produced by the company. Released in the early 2000s, Twizzler straws are fruity licorice pieces that have flavors like orange, lemonade, blue raspberry, grape, and watermelon. So what I'm getting from this is that the Twizzler straws were just the rainbow colored Twizzlers that had the different flavors and I've never actually tried these I don't really like remember ever wanting to try them because they just did not look appealing to me I'm a big fan of just the regular strawberry or cherry Twizzler and I love Twizzlers They're definitely one of my top 10 favorite candies. So the next is number eight It says Millennial so we'll remember these and it is Teddy Grahams a classic treat Uh, Another kind of graham cracker flavored uh, treat really this one reminds me of babysitting for some reason So I must not have eaten a lot of Teddy Grahams when I was super young that I remember like babysitting kids and, you know, giving them Teddy Grahams to eat. And I'd always sneak a few of them and kind of reminded me of how good they actually are. So Teddy Grahams, pretty sure those are still in stores. Uh, go get you some of those, the chocolate kind. 
those were delicious. All right, number seven is flavor of the month. So this one says uh, it's not a product per se, as it's a general theme that's occurred with nearly all snacks and treats made during Gen Z's youth. Everything from potato chips to soda had been experimenting with different flavors and combos, or flavor combos, um, and even crossbreeding snacks with other snacks to create some wacky, surprisingly delicious, and often wild products. So, for example, pizza-flavored Pringles, baked potato-flavored potato chips, yogurt Cheerios, Swedish fish Oreos, I do not remember those, pickle juice soda, bacon-flavored mints. Yeah, these are some things that I definitely remember, like especially the pizza-flavored Pringles. Um, but yeah, that was just like a concept, I guess, on this article. Okay, here we are, guys. This is like the biggest argument I'm going to start. Number six is bagel bites. And in my personal opinion, I think pizza rolls are 10 times better than bagel bites. You can let me know what you think about that. Go to my Instagram um, and let me know. But yeah, I think pizza rolls are better. So I guess number six on here is bagel bites. And I'm not even going to give them uh, too much time because I don't think they deserve it. Okay, they're up there with Hot Pockets for me. I'm not even trying to start a fight with that one. I just think that for me, when I would have bagel bites growing up, they oftentimes would maybe be a little bit like overcooked. It was probably my fault, you know? Um, and I feel like they're just chewier and they don't have enough sauce and cheese on them compared to like how much bread they are. And so if they're cooked right, they're probably really good. I just personally like, you know, I love, I love a good pizza roll, okay? Um, don't come for me. Next up, we've got number five milk and cereal bars. I have a very distinct memory that I'm going to talk about real quickly here that relates to milk and cereal bars. Now, in first grade, this is one of my very first memories, fun fact. Um, I had a Cheerios flavored milk and cereal bar, which was a essentially like imagine a bunch of cereal um, coated in sugar stuck together and then they put like a sugary milky substance between like the two of them and they make it into like a a granola bar of sorts. Yeah, so if you don't remember what the milk and cereal bars are, go look up a picture of them and you probably will because these are still a thing, I think, today. And I really do not have them very often because of the incident. So I had a Cheerios flavored one. I went to school. That's all I had eaten that morning. And then we were at lunch or something, uh, maybe doing crafts. I don't think we were at lunch. We were doing crafts and I was sitting next to this girl named Deborah. And I don't know why, but I looked over and Deborah had cut her finger open. Sorry, TMI, trigger warning, guys. I'm also going to talk about um, getting sick. But anyways, I remember she got a little cut on her finger and this is my first like real memory of maybe like what started to be my blood phobia. But all I know is that it made me nauseous, which is odd because that's not what happens to me now. I just pass out now. Um, but yeah, so I saw her finger bleeding and I got up and I said, I'm going to be sick. And so the teacher ran me to the bathroom and I, I vomited my, uh, cereal, my Cheerios cereal, milk bar whatever it's called sorry you heard a door slam that's I'm not going to even edit that out that's just part of this podcast episode anyways so milk and cereal bars I have a bad um, kind of memory tied to those and I just thought I would share that fun story with you next up are the Nabisco's handy snacks and these were the um, little plastic containers that included like crackers or the small hard like breadstick things uh, and you would scoop them into the cheese I loved these. We always had them on road trips. And the ones that were even better were the Oreo ones. And I would still probably go buy those today. Like, they are such a nice little treat. You just take, like, the Oreo breadstick bar and you, you stick it and dip it into the 
delicious um, icing. I think it was literally just icing. Such a healthy snack, I know. But yeah, those were those were dope, and they are they are still a thing. I'm pretty sure kids. I see kids eat those still. Like my sister, I'm sure she ate those like recently. Unless I'm making it up in my head again. Number three is Reese's Puffs cereal, and then number two um, is Cookie Crisp cereal. I remember both of these very fondly, and I think between the two of them, I actually probably ate Cookie Crisp way more than Reese's Puff. But now, if I were to choose, 100%, I would go for Reese's Puffs. Those are like delicious, and I've probably said delicious 10,000 times in this episode, so very sorry about that. Okay, guys, here we go. Number one, and oddly enough, I do do not remember this, and I don't know what it is. Um, it's called Sound Bites, and it's um, it says Sound Bites were the ultimate combination of candy and technology that generated a lot of hype with Gen Z in the late 90s. Yeah, I don't remember these. Uh, these lollipops were attached to a contraption that would vibrate the lollipop. While the lollipop was vibrating, you could bite down with your teeth, and the vibrations would travel through your jawbone and into your ear, thus recreating various songs and tunes only you could hear. Oh, yeah, this is something that I missed out on in my childhood, apparently, because I don't remember having access to these or even seeing any advertisements for them. So if you guys remember what's called Sound Bites, you should definitely let me know. I don't really know why that's like the number one. I guess this article wasn't really going in any specific order, but that's the last one, guys. Um, that's all 30, and that actually kept me way more occupied and took up way more time in this episode than I thought it would. So I'm pretty pleased with that, and I hope you guys are too. I hope this was entertaining for you. I'm sorry about the sound quality once again. I should be back to normal with a normal microphone next week. And, um, I mean, this time next month, I will be living in a new house with my parents. Hopefully, I'll be able to have, like, a nice little setup in my room to be able to record. I'm not going to have a mini fridge anymore in my room, so that won't be an issue anymore in the background of my uh, podcast episodes, but... Yes, um, I hope that you guys all had a great Thanksgiving. I hope that you all have an amazing rest of your week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and I will talk to you in next week's episode of My Zillennial Life.